Welcome back to Rhymes With, a podcast project of Inspired Media, bringing you a small series of shows here called uh, Rhymes With Fillmore, maybe I think we're going to use. That seems fun. Rhymes With Eagle Bluff. I like that. Lots of fun things rhyme with eagle. Good stuff. A fun series of shows here from Southeast Minnesota featuring uh, all sorts of great outdoor recreation opportunities that are going on in our region. And uh, my guest on this show, uh, Miss Colleen Fahrenbacher, how are you doing? Doing fantastic. The weather's amazing. The weather is amazing. Even here for February, we have a beautiful sunny afternoon. We're sitting here at Eagle Bluff, just outside of Lanesboro. uh, And I'm so glad that this finally came together because it's a pleasure to be here and uh, be at Eagle Bluff and hanging out. So thanks for making time. Absolutely. We're happy to host you. Yeah. So uh, Colleen, you are the executive director here at Eagle Bluff. That's your official title, correct? Yes. Awesome. Uh, And if folks are not familiar, Eagle Bluff sits just outside of Lanesboro. Uh, it's possible you may have lived here in the region and never been to Eagle Bluff. Uh, it's just a little bit off the beaten path mm-hmm. in just a beautiful location up here on the bluff, woods, uh, great views, all sorts of amazing stuff from up here. Uh, but essentially, Eagle Bluff uh, Environmental Learning Center, I think is the official description, you right? You got it, yep. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? What does Eagle Bluff do? Absolutely. So we're, if we want to get in the technical terms, we're a residential environmental learning center which means that we have facilities here to host people overnight so unlike a traditional day use nature center right where you're going out you see a building you walk around the grounds we can have people overnight here and that's really our bread and butter and what we do and um, really how we achieve our mission i love that and it's an amazing facility a a little bit of quick background um so when i looked earlier 1978? Is yes. that the magical year for Eagle Bluff? It is. That's when we officially became a nonprofit organization. Okay. And we do have a really fun history that I'm excited to tell you about. So we started in the 70s as the Forest Resource Center. And this was a vision um, that Joe Deedon, who's our founding uh, director, um, put together. And the idea was to try and have a resource for landowners to learn more about conservation on their land, uh, forestry, sustainability. And so he taught classes out of the original building here, which is an A-frame cabin, again, all about forestry and especially um, planting for the future, right? To be able to harvest those trees and be able to monetize that while, again, really thinking through habitat and um you know, the animals you want on the land. So he did that. Uh, It was really him for a while, for many years. And then we started pivoting more towards, well, what else can we do with the land besides thinking about cutting down trees? And so we pivoted a little bit into growing shiitake mushrooms, which is like, this like (laughs) such a niche, um, you know, specialty. And a lot of people don't realize okay, that. Okay, Colleen, this is why we do the show because <laughs> no. I have known about Eagle Bluff for yeah. many years and I did not know this story. Oh yeah, I was like, oh, the mushroom girl was on the hill up there um, from Lanesboro. So we actually got a grant from um, the federal government, a massive grant to build a building and learn how to grow shiitake mushrooms. What logs do they grow best on? What's the cycle for it? So we, I call those our shiitake years, right? That is spectacular. Yeah, we had a small team of people and basically they figured out that ironwood, which is a species of tree that grows in this area, yes, 
is the best for cultivating these shiitake mushrooms. And we inoculated thousands of mushrooms <laughs> and then subsequently dehydrated those and, and gave them to uh, restaurants and sold them and Absolutely. put out these shiitake newsletters. I mean, it's wild. Wow. Like, we were really into mushrooms. What was it, like 80s? Night? When was that? Yeah, that was the the late, or mid to late 80s. Okay. Yeah, you got it. What fantastic. Okay, a right? piece of history of the center. That's amazing. Yes. yes. So we, we've sort of now gone away from the, the mushroom focus so we do a little bit of that still, just mainly for educational classes. Sure. Um, and our name changed to Eagle Bluff in the mid-90s, which is really when this main campus was built. Uh, so we have a dormitory yeah. that seats 248 people. Yeah. We have a dining hall and a large classroom building that we call the Discovery Center. And I have to tell people, I mean, we're going to talk here in the show a little bit more about the resources, the programming that yeah. goes on here at Eagle Bluff, other things. I will mention eaglebluffmn.org if folks are interested in checking this out. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you guys do programming a lot for all ages, but youth is one of the things. So yes. some people's connection to Eagle Bluff might be either uh, class trips, classroom trips, yeah. or summer camps, or even winter camps, but, you know, kind of camp experience. But um, if people aren't familiar, like, this is not like any other facility I have ever been to in terms of yeah. uh, of of like a overnight recreation right. opportunity. Right. A, it's beautiful. Thank <laughs> it's you. Modern Thank built. You. Yeah. The facilities are wonderful. Yeah. There's air conditioning. Um, yeah. I mean, so it's it's very it's it's not what people might think right. when you talk about right. some of those things. Um, so not only is the setting amazing, but your facilities are just really top notch. It's a really neat location. Thank and, you. And, and and fun to be here. Um, but clearly that didn't happen out of uh, thin air, right? Right. <laughs> and um, we should we should talk about that a little bit too. Yeah. I do want to back up for one quick second, Colleen. So you've been here for a couple of years as mm -hmm. executive director. Uh, how did you find your way to Southeast Minnesota? Yes. So I studied um, biology and marine science in Ohio, yeah. right? Who studies marine science in Ohio? I did. Um, you, long you story. in we Miami by chance. No, okay. <laughs> no. We won't get into that. But uh, post-college, I was like, you know, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do with these uh, this degree, right? A lot yes. of people have that like, hmm. Guilty as charged. Or... I'm raising my hand right now. Nobody can see it. <laughs> like, what am I going to do? Um, so a couple years, I kind of traveled around, did different um, volunteer programs, but ultimately landed myself in Savannah, Georgia at a center oh, kind wow. of like Eagle Bluff yeah. that does environmental education, but on the coast, right? So instead of going cool. into the woods, it was like, let's jump on a boat and go catch fish and shrimp and crabs. Wow. And I fell in love with that. I mean, so much fun to be able out with kids, just exploring the natural world. Absolutely. Um, getting to know the environment. And I was like, this is my passion, but I didn't go to school for education. Yeah. So I started looking for places where I can go and work and learn more about how to be an effective environmental educator. Sure. While also pursuing my master's degree in education, because I felt like that would be a great, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lifelong learner. So I was like, oh, I'll go to another degree, right? Awesome. So I found Eagle Bluff because we have a program here that teaches young people how to be an environmental educator. And we yeah, partner with right. Hamlin University up in the cities. That is such a cool product. Yeah. Yeah. Run that down really quick. I sure. mean, I, we can talk more about that as we go, but I, I think that that is a really specific, I actually did not know about that program till yeah. more recently. And it is just such a cool opportunity. It is. And it really allows us to achieve our mission and do the programs that we do because we have this amazing group of educators that are here. They live on site. So it's a 12 month fellowship is what we call it. And they live here in our dormitory and they teach a lot of our classes and our and they lead our summer camps. But every Friday, they are getting seminars and trainings, again, all about how to be an effective environmental educator. Wow. So there's lots of um, 
like the pedagogy behind, like, why are we doing what we're doing? What are the effective ways to behavior manage and you bet. work with different groups of people? Because we get thousands of kids from all over the state with different <laughs> right. backgrounds, right? Right, right? And there's some aspects of learning about the natural environment here in the Driftless because we draw participants from all over the country, which is really cool. That is so spectacular. So we want to yeah. make sure that they get a sense of place while they're here so they can teach yes. about that place and convey that um, yeah. to our users. So I actually went through that program, so I can speak really highly. And that's a oh, full circle. That's yes. what brought me to Eagle Bluff is that program. And I love again, that. without them here, we couldn't do what we do. The passion they bring, the diversity they bring. Um, yeah. They're an amazing resource. Well, that's an, an incredible part of it. I mean, so there's this rich history and kind of how the center got going. Mm -hmm. uh, we worked through the shiitake years a little bit. Uh, <laughs> we got to this point with the with the environmental learning and the education aspect of it. Um, but of course, you know, what we should mention is that, you know, Eagle Bluff is a non-for-profit organization. Right. Uh, it has been built out of the love of people for environment mm -hmm. and education of that um, and, and built over the years only through the love of those things happening and people donating and programs. Absolutely. Uh, supporting such a thing, right? Um, and in this day and age, I mean, I think I'm willing to say certainly uh, that it is more important than ever that we connect young people to the outdoors yeah. and finding ways to do that. Um, you know, and I think sometimes young people don't get enough credit. I mean, I, my 10-year-old daughter is pretty spectacular about spending time outside. She's pretty good at spending time on her iPad too. But, oh, yes. but uh, you know, when given the opportunity, young people are wildly creative yes. and find ways to interact yeah. with, with the outside world, right? Definitely. Um, so sometimes the the most important thing is just putting them in that environment and letting them roll, right? <laughs> For sure. And and that's what we do here through mainly our outdoor school program, which is where teachers can bring their, let's say their entire fifth grade class. And they come here and they stay overnight for usually three days, but up to five. They can't bring their devices. So they have to, like you said, put away the technology and really just focus on being here and being now, being with their classmates creating bonds with their teachers, yes. with the adult chaperones that are joining on the trip. I mean, sure, I can talk for days about the curriculum that we have and how we're an accredited actual school, but so much of it is the social emotional learning that occurs while they're here. And again, those relationships and the like aha moments that you get to see when you're out in the field. And I, I've, I was 12 years in the field before I became executive director. Yeah. Get wow. this on April Fool's Day of 2020. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> what, what a wild moment to was, step into that. It role. was, but my point is like, I was deeply in the field. I still get in the field as much as I can sure. to be able to see sure. the learning and the passion that comes out of an overnight trip. I mean, it really yeah. is unique. It's nothing that can be experienced by not knocking on day use, Yeah, you know, going to course. a nature center, but like, there's just something about being here and being immersed. Well, in that full overnight. experience, and that's such an influential age where like, when you get that experience yes. at the right moment in time, it can set off truly a lifelong For sure. interest, right? Right. We're now 25 years of doing our outdoor school program. So wow. we now have adults being like, I went into the environmental field because of like my amazing experience here at Eagle Bluff. And it just gives me chills when I get to hear those stories. And we're now having parents that are accompanying their kids and they're like, oh, I went here. I did the ropes course. I you know, I, I ate raspberries out of your garden. I mean, yes, 
that we're really getting to see the impact now that our program has been a couple of, so of fun things we can talk about quick because you mentioned about being out in the field you just mentioned the ropes course mm -hmm. uh so what we've been talking about here obviously is that there are a lot of different resources and events that can happen here at eagle bluff we're going to yes. talk about a few of those in the second half of the show as well but just physically speaking can you tell us a little bit about the campus and about the resources that are here yeah. i have i actually made a little crib note for myself of like what some of those are but i oh, want for you, sure. you tell us i think that's the better way yeah so we've got about 200 acres um right here. And we're lucky that we're surrounded by hundreds of acres of state land, which is wonderful because the state is very supportive of what we do. And they let us kind of <laughs> kind of take over state land and, you know, build some teaching sites on there. Yeah. Um, but I talked about our buildings, but really, like you said, the, the main teaching tools are is nature itself and the land that we have. Um, the river flows through our, our, yeah. not through our land, but it's right next door. So yes. we do a lot of canoeing river studies in the summer with camps it's we're playing in the water like we're always in that river love that um since we're in the driftless we've got a lot of the bluffs here and we talk a lot about the karst geology yeah. about how unique that is and with the water and how living on um this land is unique because of that geology absolutely we've got three high ropes courses so talking more of the outdoor recreation side and that is one of our most popular pieces of program mainly just for the confidence building, yeah, challenging yourself, stepping outside your comfort zone. I mean, that stuff sticks with people. It's, it's so cool. Yeah. yeah. I can't, our daughter has not gotten to experience that yet. And she's at that point where I think we can do it. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm so excited to connect those dots at some point. For sure. And, and I will say too, I mean, I think people may, people may know there's a high ropes course here. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure people fully understand kind of the quality and level it's at. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a pretty cool resource, especially for our, our region here in, uh, in the rural uh, yeah. Midwest. Thanks. So, uh, I think yeah. so too. And we recently built a new course that's um, fairly close to the edge of the bluff. So it gives you a really great view of um, the river Valley. And awesome. like you said, I, it's, it's more than just, Oh, go zip lining. It's, it's more about conquering fears and again, that social emotional learning piece. Yeah. kind of sets us apart. Something mm -hmm. else I'll mention is that I know that you also have a climbing wall. We do. We have which a, is amazing. Yeah. We have a 30 foot indoor rock climbing wall, which again is great for those, negative 40 degree days where it's like, okay, we can't go on the ropes course. That, that will lead to a terrible experience. Absolutely. Let's go inside and climb and get the sort of the same. I was, uh, I'm, I'm okay to admit, I was a fairly, uh, as a young uh, child, I was a fairly, as, as a small person, I was a fairly large person. Uh -huh. And uh, a climbing was not something that yeah. was ever on my radar. Yeah. Uh, and also just didn't really, like the resource didn't exist at that moment in time. Um, I went to school on the East Coast, I ended up on the West Coast. And when I was living in Sonoma County, California, I had friends who worked at Sonoma State University. Mm -hmm. And because they worked there, we ended up getting access to uh, Sonoma State's climbing gym, which is world class. Nice. Totally amazing. So they would take me out and we'd go climbing. I'd never done it in my entire life. Somebody put me on a climbing wall in my 20s, and all of a sudden I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever done. Yeah. Such an amazing experience. Yeah. It's one of those things that um, it's unlike anything else you'll do, the focus it takes and just kind of using all of your limbs. But again, point being, just to give a young person that opportunity yeah. uh, is such a cool thing, and you just never know what kind of spark you're going to set in somebody, right? For and, sure. And, and, a, and again, a resource that doesn't really exist a lot of other places right. in our region here. So. Yeah, you'd have to go to the larger cities, you know, yep. Rochester um, yep, mainly has a couple walls. And I like the mental aspect of climbing too, right? Yes. It's like it's problem solving. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So such a cool thing. So that exists here as well. Mm -hmm. Of course, the lodging aspect is really amazing and having really high quality, just beautiful lodging here is spectacular. Discovery Center, tell us a little about that. Yeah. So that's our classroom building. Um, 
all of our classes, they're three hours long. We start inside where we've got a chalkboard. Again, we're, we're in accredited school, so there does need to be the standards tied in there. Our teachers do a good job of kind of like, here's what we're going to do for an extra three hours, kind of outlining that on the board. This is, you know, this is the goals of the class. Um, that's where the rock Love wall that. climbing wall is. We have an indoor archery range. You bet. Which is super fun. And the summer with our summer campers, especially if they're learning firearm safety, there's um, air guns that we have in there. Super cool. Um, lots of gathering spaces. Again, we start off our classes inside. And so. I love it. Yeah. All, all of it. So many cool spaces here at yeah. Eagle Bluff. Uh, Colleen Fehrenbacher, Executive Director, uh, Eagle Bluff Environmental Learning Center. Uh, thanks for taking a minute to be here today. We're going to do a quick little break and come back and talk a little more about the programming that happens here at Eagle Bluff, opportunities that people can jump in in just about any season of the year. Uh, so stick around. We're going to be right back. Rhymes with uh, Calling It Fillmore for a little series of shows here. So we'll be right back. Hi, this is Aaron Henning Nichols, founder and editor in chief of Inspired Magazine. Rhymes with Decor is brought to you by Inspired Media, bringing you positive news since 2007. Find us on stands across the Driftless, or check out our new website, or become a member at iloveinspired.com. Creating stories about communities you love by people you trust. Thanks for being inspired. And that's the voice of Aaron Henny Nichols, my partner in business and life. iloveinspired.com. Find out about what we do quarterly publication across the region as well as online lots of fun stuff going on there and uh spreading positive news wherever we can so thank you for being here this is rhymes with decora a little series of shows we're calling maybe uh rhymes with fillmore rhymes with eagle bluff take your pick good stuff there uh, my guest today on this show colleen uh Ferenbacher, executive director of eagle bluff colleen i've got your last name right right you did close enough good work yes <laughs> it's a doozy it is by far I'm... one of the most embarrassing parts of interviewing people i'm yes. not gonna lie well i'm glad i don't have to spell it because let me tell you it takes like 10 minutes i love it uh <laughs> colleen you have a fun connection to eagle bluff you've kind of uh not only did you come through the system an education pro- pro- aspect of eagle bluff um, but also found yourself here in the directorship role mm-hmm. what a cool experience right i know Getting to give people that opportunity yeah it's amazing. Uh, one of the things, obviously, Aaron and I have gotten to connect with Eagle Bluff over the years, um, probably first through sort of a event aspect of like knowing that there were certain things that were going on here. Uh, one of the things I'll mention, it's February currently of 2023. Uh, one of the other shows of this series we are doing was with Marty Walsh of the Minnesota Driftless Hiking Trail. Um, so one of the things you do here during kind of the winter months, right, is something called Dinner on the Bluff. Uh, usually happens in like March, April, May, I guess spring, mm-hmm. I should say, not winter, but um, it's a really fun series do you know how long has that series been going on it's several many like years 20 years right? i think yeah. yeah it's one of our first events that we ever had absolutely and i know even from the early days of the magazine we'd always pick up on those events and try yeah. and spread the word because it's uh, essentially the you, you can tell us too what's the what's the formula for those dinner on the bluff events how does that work sure so um this is one of the events that we're mainly targeting adults like that is our audience it's the point is 
finding a speaker in an environmental or outdoor rec topic. Um, this year, the theme is land management, so you'll see that throughout the series. Um, but the idea is to bring adults in who maybe you know aren't as familiar with Eagle Bluff and want to learn about a topic and get to know other people who love the environment and the outdoors. And we have dinner in our dining hall um, where you get to know lots of people and you just sit down with people you might not know and yes. you know, chat up. And Love that aspect. Um, and then we listen to a speaker for usually 45 minutes to an hour and there's a and a and we drink some coffee and have some wine and <laughs> I love ask it. questions. And it's a, it's a, they're a fun events. I love working them. Well, yeah. and I'll say again, I mean, February and March here in the upper Midwest, we, even April for that matter, hmm. uh, you kind of never know what you're going to get. True. So having these opportunities where you can kind of put something on the calendar, get out, enjoy some fellowship, learn about yeah. something. It's really kind of the perfect little formula of, of uh, things, I think, for a nice evening. So great, great events that happen here. And again, mostly that's kind of more geared towards adult programming and informational. Uh, I will mention here in the spring of 2023. So Marty is one we're talking about. Uh, a couple of the other ones. Is it Doug Duran? Is that Doug right? Duran? Yes. Yeah. With um, uh, sharing the land, right? Mm-hmm. So kind of conservation cooperator network stuff. So again, like land use management, exactly. some really interesting aspects there. Uh, and then Bill and Mary Bailey is another one in April, later yes. April. Um, the, you know, the title of it, I'll say, is a farm, a forest, and a little bluebird. Yep. And the future of what uh, of what happens when a forester mar- marries a bluebirder. Yes. That's a, that's a tongue-tying It really mouthful. is. And they're a hoot. They're going to be so much fun to listen to. They're Chatfield natives and um, have worked a lot locally with the Lost Creek Hiking Trail there in Chatfield. Love and that. Um, Mary does a lot of bluebird monitoring. Such cool stuff. So yeah. again, people in our region that are just doing yep. neat projects, interesting things, something that just about anybody can find interesting for an hour, right? Exactly. <laughs> Plus a great dinner. Yes. I mean, I'll mention here too, you guys have a full kitchen, a beautiful kitchen. Mm-hmm. You put out beautiful food. Like it's kind of, you know, a lot of, a lot of good stuff happened here at Eagle Bluff, I gotta yeah. say. So if people are interested in finding out more about those types of events, eaglebluffmn.org, all the information is there. In terms of programming, there are a couple other specifics that I wanted to pull out. Obviously, uh, a lot of programming towards youth, right? classroom visits, day visits, overnight visits. Uh, you guys also do youth program uh, like camp, overnight camp we programs, do, right? Yeah. So multiple days, a week yep. kind of things. Most of the summertime, right? Correct. Yep. Yep. So summer camp style. Um, what kind of ages? What uh, what type of program? Yeah, going into third grade up through high school. Um, and I'd say the majority of them are overnight, but we've, during COVID, we actually tested out some day programs just for more local. Yeah. Uh, families and those went really really well so we started to kind of work those in but they're all themed right so it's it's not just oh go to summer camp no it's like what do you want to (laughs) do do you want to work with the wildlife we have an educational skunk some raptors. I know. <laughs> so good, right? Educational. Where, where do I get that certificate? I love it. I know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. So there's wildlife focused camps. There's one focused on like paddling and rock climbing, mm-hmm. um, night owls, which I would be the worst camp counselor for this. They basically <laughs> stay up later and later every single night until the last night they're up all night. Oh, and then the next it. day we send them home with the parents when yeah, they're yeah, super yeah. tired, right? Time, time to go. That one's super popular. It's actually, I think it's completely sold out already. Um, that is spectacular. Yeah. So we're really tying in that educational piece, even though the campers don't necessarily know like, sure. oh, I'm learning about the environment. Yeah. I, I mean, they really, they have a blast. 
Yeah. It's and so obviously much it's fun. summer camp. Like you mentioned, right. you're down at the river, you're doing totally. fun stuff, you're creating those bonds, yeah. having a great time, yep. eating good food, all those things. Uh, the other program that Erin and I love, and it is high time that, that she and I figure out how to take advantage of this, but you guys do like, be, uh, some of the programs are called like Becoming an Outdoor yes. Family, yes, yes. right? Or essentially family-based outdoor activity weekends. Mm-hmm. And you guys do these year round, which mm-hmm. I think is super, super cool. Uh, I'll let you unpack that a little sure. bit too. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the DNR has a program called Becoming an Outdoor Woman and becoming an outdoor family. So this is sort of like a partnership that we do with them. And the family one is super fun because families can sign up for a weekend. We sort of have them rank classes they, they want to take and they, they come here and it's kind of like summer summer camp for a family, right? But Love like you that. said, it's all year round. So we have a winter one coming up soon. Uh, kind of like our school program, it's like there's some science classes, there's some outdoor adventure, there's some fishing, there's yeah. some, some of the times in the summer, there's some shooting sports, like you sure. learn how to, you know, shoot a rifle. Yeah. So it really is a chance to, again, just be outside with your family, like having fun, meeting other families. And our mission is all about connecting people to the outdoors and each other. And this is one of the best programs that does that. I mean, Absolutely. Really intergenerational intergener- as well. Yeah, no, I love that. And of course, uh, another aspect of that is, so I mean, it's a, usually a couple nights or kind of over a weekend, right? Yes. So I mean, literally when you sign up, you sign up and you get to come, but like where you stay, like you stay in your own room Correct. as a family right? Uh, and you get that space. But mm-hmm. I mean, you also get to interact with other people and the activities, the things. It's a really unique um, combination of things. I yeah. think it's a great opportunity. So. I think so too. And, and of course, again, uh, Marty and I talked about it in his show as well, but just the idea of like connecting our resources across our region, right? right, is really an interesting thing because you can live here your whole life and you you may not really know anybody from Chatfield or Lanesboro or Viroqua or, you know, take your pick wherever it is. Uh, And I think that's a really important part of, of the work you're doing as well as just, you know, connecting dots across people. What an amazing thing to do. I mean, that's what it's about, right? Us as humans, we're super social creatures. We need that connection and connections just build strength in communities and relationships and resiliency. And especially coming out of COVID, this is what we all need. And Eagle Bluff prides itself on doing that. It's a theme that runs throughout all of our programs. Again, is that connection to each other in place. Love that. Yeah, yeah. It's just incredibly important work. And you guys get to have some fun while you're doing it. Oh, yeah. We have so much fun. Sometimes I like pinch myself. I'm like, really? I get paid to like be here and have so much fun in the outdoors. And it's such a healthy place to be. I mean, I could again go down a track for hours talking about the benefits of being outside and being off devices. And literally, it changes your brain waves. I mean, it's wild what the outdoors. Do How does you. that look anymore when you see a group of kids come in at first? I mean, like, are they interacting? Are they are they ready to They're go? Usually like, are they usually like kind of petrified. They're like, oh my god! Yeah, it really depends on where the group is from, and we get a lot of groups from the Twin Cities area, yeah. and a lot of um, people that may not have access to outdoor spaces and green spaces near them. And so sometimes when they come here, it's like, what just happened? I just drove through all these cornfields, and now like, where am I? You know, like I kind of want to play the banjo music. Cause that's what, the, like, that's how they feel. And I know exactly. So we have to be, our, and this is where our instructors do such a good job of like reading their audience and being like, okay, like, today is just about a positive outdoor experience. Yeah. Th- that's what it's about. Yep. And like learning about what it means to have mud on your shoes. Yes. Right. And walking up and down hills. Right. That's and that's sometimes that's okay. And then sometimes you have groups that are really familiar with the outdoors and then you can go deeper sure. with them. Well, yeah. And meeting people where they're at, right? Exactly. And just figuring that out. Yeah. That's, that's an amazing thing. Well, and with an educational skunk, I mean, I would think it's even easier. To- <laughs> oh my God. No. He just brings people together, that skunk. 
<laughs> I love it. No, yeah. it's it's a really cool thing. Uh, so something else I should mention, obviously we mentioned earlier, uh, Eagle Bluff is a non-for-profit. You guys yes. are an, a non-for-profit. You have an amazing board of directors, mm-hmm. right, that work through. Yep. Uh, and that is, you know, something that takes a lot of hands to make somewhere like this work. Yeah. Um, also, you know, programming is obviously one way people can support the work of Eagle Bluff, right. sign up for a program, check things out, come to a dinner on the bluff, all those yeah. things. I would assume people could also make a donation to Eagle Bluff Absolutely. or support you in other financial ways, right? Yeah, we work really hard to keep our programs affordable. Affordable. Yeah, Blech. absolutely. Um, yeah. Especially that school program because things are tight right now. Yeah. Busing is expensive. Yes. Even though we try and keep our trip fees down, it still can be a challenge. So we give out a lot of scholarships and donors help support those scholarships and they you help bet. just to support our general operating so we can keep those those programs low so we really rely heavily on them yeah and what a cool opportunity when you can give that experience to someone i mean i think you know those those of us who grow up here in this region uh probably have a little different experience right because if you grow up in rural america there's just a certain i mean somebody lives on a, i grew up on chicken farms but i mean you know Love one that, of your friends yeah. is going to live on a farm right, or somewhere else you're right. gonna you're gonna get your feet dirty somewhere yeah uh but you are talking i mean literally when you bring folks in you bring in groups you know there are people who have not spent that time yes in the woods outside yes. having fun learning about things and that right. boy to to offer that opportunity to folks and and connect those dots is just an extremely valuable thing so yeah and minnesota has a really rich tradition of doing these residential environmental programs there's six centers around the state like us we're the only one south of the twin cities wow. um collectively again we're known as these residential outdoor centers or outdoor schools and we work really closely together, even though, sure, we're competitors, right? Like, that's <laughs> the nature of our businesses. But we all are working towards a common goal, which is ensuring that Minnesota's rich tradition of outdoor recreation continues on with with the young generations. And something that I'm really excited to talk about, I haven't got to talk about this with almost anybody yeah. yet, is the collective centers are trying really hard to pass legislation yes. that would provide state funds for schools to come to Eagle Bluff and they wouldn't have to pay anything. Oh, amazing. Um, so if it were, cost, of course, just for listeners, Minnesota state legislature. So correct. We're, Thank we're, you. We're yes. in three Minnesota, states here. So, yeah. But yeah, absolutely. What yeah. an amazing gift that would be. Yes. And legacy-wise, just again, connecting those young people to their own resources, right? In a lot of ways. Yeah. But yes. Exactly. <laughs> and just making sure that every child has the ability, if they want to, to come to a center like us. Wow. Every school. Yeah. So we'll see if this happens. This is going to be something we're working on for the next couple of years. And I hope we can drum up a lot of excitement. There's a lot of things that are going to have to happen yes. between now and that hopefully passing. But Absolutely. there's a couple other states that do this. Oregon passed, it's called Outdoor School for All in 2016. Very cool. Washington State just passed it a couple years ago. And Maine is now the next state that's looking to pass um, this. And wow. honestly, nationally, all eyes are on Minnesota next because, again, we have such a deep tradition of environmental education already. So. Love that. Yeah. yeah. What a cool opportunity. And I, we will keep our ears open on what happens there too. For sure. Any support we can give. That's awesome. Love it. Uh, Colleen Varenbacher, thank you for taking so much time today to talk with us about everything that's going on at Eagle Bluff. Is there anything else we missed that you wanted to mention? Right off the top I mean, of I head? didn't talk about my art nature preschool, which is like Whoa. amazing. We don't have time and that's okay. But if people are interested in learning more about that preschool, 
check out our website. Yeah, that sounds amazing. The website <laughs> we should mention is eaglebluffmn.org, the easiest place. Uh, and otherwise, you know, you guys are a well-known resource here in the region too and throughout Lanesboro and whatever else. So yeah. if somebody is visiting the area and you're in oh, stop by. Lanesboro or Chatfield, stop by or just ask anybody about it. You yes. know, it's pretty easy to connect the dots on. So For sure. So awesome. Thank awesome you for having me. Here. Yeah, we're so glad to be here. It's so fun to be here at Eagle Bluff and just spend an afternoon hanging out, having some fun, talking with folks. It's been really good. So Colleen, thank you for your time. Uh, we're here at Eagle Bluff, eaglebluffmn.org. Check it all out. Uh, and we will uh, uh, catch you and keep you up to what's going on here as uh, time goes on. Thanks, Colleen. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. You've been listening to Rhymes with Decora. Kind of rhymes with Fillmore, maybe this little series. Rhymes with Eagle Bluff, somewhere in there. I like uh, like all those things. We are a project of Inspired Media. I love Inspired.com. Check us out online. Lots of good stuff happening across the region. Northeast Iowa, Southeast Minnesota, Western Wisconsin. If you've enjoyed the music on today's show, it is the work of Mr. Nick Zielinski. Nick is a drummer. He's a decoran. Find him online at Indicative of Drumming. He is all over the place. He does very cool work. We love to uh, have him as part of this show. Thanks for tuning in, folks. We'll see you next time. Rhymes with Decora is a project of Inspired Media. Find us online at iloveinspired.com.